O Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. You may be seated. The reading is on the back of the bulletin. John chapter 4, beginning at verse 46. Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better, and they said to him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. And this, again, is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of, Ga out of Judea into Galilee. This is God's word. The pink sheet, hymn five. 24. In thee, Lord, have I put my trust. Bravely I defend me, 
Against the foes that drown me close, O Lord, assistance lend me. Thou art my rock, my shield, my rock, my fortress that withstands each shock. My help, my life, my treasure, water the rod, thou art my God, naught can resist thy pleasure. The world for me has falsely said, Full many a secret snare and net To tempt me and to harm me Lord, make them fail Do thou prevail Lest their disguise not charm me With thee, Lord, have I cast my lot, O faithful God, forsake me not, to Thee my soul commanding, Lord be my stay, lead Thou the way, now and when life is ending. All honor, praise, and majesty to Father, Son, and Spirit be. Our God forever glorious, in whose rich grace we run our race till we depart victorious. Amen. You may be seated. All right, Jesus is in Cana. Um, before he has done a miracle there, you might remember he turned the water into wine. That was his first uh, miracle. Uh, now we have a man. He's considered a nobleman. Um, and it says that his son is sick at Capernaum. So we know about Cana. What do we know about Capernaum? Jesus made it his hometown. So he had a house there. In fact, uh, that being said, there was also the slight against Capernaum that, well, by and large, they didn't believe in him. Uh, no one is respected as a prophet in his own hometown. And yet, what do we find? Well, this nobleman is from Jesus' hometown, Capernaum. Okay, when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him. And implored him to come down and heal his son because he was at the point of death. What do you think of the nobleman's action? Leaves his town, 
leaves his son, travels to Jesus. He's going to ask him to come heal his son. Mark? Yes. Exactly. So it, you know, it sounds, you know, this is a believer, and I have no reason not to believe. This is someone who believes that Jesus genuinely can help. Um, he's a nobleman, yet I'm going to say even then there's some boldness that comes with this, confidence. Do you leave your son without confidence? I mean, if you think, oh, he may or may not. No, I'm, you know, I'm going because I believe Jesus. Oh. This was a pretty long trip, too. Exactly. Um, and so he's going with the intention of asking and with the expectation that Jesus is loving and merciful. If I tell him this, he will. Um, will want to heal my son. Um, so he must know that, must have heard, heard about Jesus, must have listened to Jesus. He must have known that he was a loving and a merciful uh, man that cared for, for people. So he goes. Uh, he gets there, uh, maybe late in the day. Jesus is, is teaching. Um, he's got to wait until there's time goes up to him, asks him, verse 48, how does Jesus respond? Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The you people, that's not a good sign. What does that mean? Yes. In other words, he is disting himself from you people, we're not talking about the church. What's he saying? All they want is what? Performance. Um, this is not a faith thing. This is simply, you know, you think everybody that comes asking for a miracle? No, they just want to see a show. They want to, you know, they, are they trusting in him? Are they believing? No, no, no. They just want to see. You people, all you want is signs and wonders. And even if I do it, you won't believe. You're right. In fact, throughout this one, um, it refers to, and then he believed, and then he believed. I think there's three ones, three of them that are uh, put in various parts of here in which it talks about belief. Um, I don't discredit any one of those. But, yes. Let's deal with the first response, though. Um, how do you respond if you are the man and Jesus calls, says, you people, all you want is signs and wonders? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 even before that happens, I think the very first thing that you do is you take a look at yourself and go, am, am I a, just a, 
a sign chaser? Am I a miracle chaser? Am I one? Wait a minute, no. But but the first thing you have to say is, you know, yes. Um, I really hate when someone asks me what my motives are. You know why? Because they're, they're never pure, right? What are your motives? A hundred percent, I was just wanting, no, there's never, there's always, you know, this and there's this and there's this. And anytime you ask me any motives, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm not that good. Um, and so he's, you know, he's looking at his motives and is that me? Am I doing, and that's what I'm at him. Well, no, no, I'm not. Um, yeah, and yet he doesn't try to convince Jesus either. Does he want a miracle? Yes. Um, lays himself before uh, the nobleman. Maybe you turn around and go home at this point. Maybe you hear Jesus do this and, and you, you don't, you know, you, you go, well, I'm not that way. And, well, who, you know, I'm offended at what Jesus just said. He accused me, and I'm a believer. Do you get offended at him? Do you get mad at him? Do you say, well, obviously he's not going to help. But the guy doesn't. He do why, doesn't he, why doesn't he just stomp off? He must know. He knows. He's heard the word. He believes it. And even when Jesus, to his face, tells him this, he goes, I'm, there must be something, you know, I, he doesn't stop. No, Jesus still wants to help me. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I, have I come? Am I a miracle? No, I'm not a miracle. I don't know. I, I, but what does he say? Sir, come down before my child dies. Another time. What does he simply, he just lays the need before him. No, I'm not a miracle. I'm here for my child. Lay it before Jesus. Ask him for this. Um, there are times in which we pray. We ask God for stuff. We you know, are trying to do something, and roadblocks are thrown up along the way. Um, we ask him for uh, uh, help and whatever. Things get worse and worse and worse. And you go, what? Well, well, that didn't work. Let's go talk to another God. Is that what you say? Um, when oftentimes our motives are going to be kind of confusing in our mind. We don't know for sure. We're, if we're coming here to do as a last resort or if we're coming here because we're needing faith. But Jesus points out to him that maybe all you want is sign and you realize, no, that's not what I want. You know, I do have faith. Right. Would Jesus do that? <laughs> and so, um, I'm reminded of the Bible passage where Jesus talks about uh, he is the vine and we are the branches, right? And every branch that's connected to the vine will bear fruit. It's, it's going to. And then he says what? And then, I even prune the branches that bear fruit so that what? They'll bear more fruit. And so I think exactly right. Does this man have faith? You bet he does. And what is Jesus doing? He's pruning the branches. He's taking the faith that this man has, and he is strengthening it. He is directing it towards. Of course he has faith. 
faith saves, any faith saves. And yet there is degrees of faith. And so what is going on here? He's leading this man. This man came with the assumption, you know, that you're going to... And at first he gets this... No, my faith is going to hold on. My faith is not going to another God. I'm not going to... No, I'm here because I trust in you. I'm not here as a miracle chaser. I'm here to set my need before you, and I know that when I set my need before you, you will have mercy. I've got a sick son. That's faith. Faith is now strengthened in that way. Um, Nevertheless, when he comes to him, he says, I'm going to bring him back to heal my son. And after Jesus says this, he says, come down before my child dies. His faith says what? You got to come with me and, and we don't have much time. Jesus gives him the response, go your way, your son lives. The man believes. What did he have to let go of? Yeah. Does Jesus have to go down to Capernaum? No. Is time a problem? No. At this point, the man now has faith in the word of Jesus and the word alone. All of these other things just keep pushing away. And, and he is strengthening this sense. What do we have? We all have faith. And everything in our life as we move through is strengthening our faith. Um, we're learning to trust the Lord. You know, he gives you children and you've never had children before. He gives you uh, a sickness and you've never had this sickness before. He has, you know, um, the very first thing, thing, you know, oh, I got this sickness. Oh, it's a terrible thing in the world. You know, and, and then pretty well later, you know, no, I've had about five sicknesses. You know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to the doctor. I, I'm concerned I'm going to die. You know, and then God moves you along. And then at some point the doctor says, you know, you're going to do surgery. You may die on the table. And you go, okay, let's do it. Um, what's going on? God is taking your faith you had it, and he is strengthening it through the actions, through his word, through this, go your way, your sons live. So the man believed the word, and he holds to the word, and he went his way. We don't find everything listed in John, um, but uh, we find out from the other gospels that it's too late for him to go back. He has to spend the night. He has to get up the next day and, and go. Well, how do we know this? Because when we get to the servants later, this, he says, when did this happen? He said, yesterday at, and so it, this must have happened, this interchange yesterday, and yet he doesn't get back till the next day. Um, what does he do? He's going to go back. He believes the word. Jesus said, your son lives. That's the comfort. That's the thing that you repeat the word. So you have church. You have church on Sunday. You come back the next Sunday. The pastor, he still talks about how Jesus suffers and dies and forgives you your sins. Hi. Do you throw the pastor out because he just like repeats himself? No, why? You want him to tell you, your son lives, your son lives, your son lives. Why? We need to be comforted by that word. We need to learn that that's the answer. We need to learn uh, uh, that so well 
And so it's, it's that preaching that, that takes us. Um, as he's going down, <laughs> the graciousness of God, uh, God heals the boy the other day. Now the servants start going to find the father and to bring him back. And so they meet along the way. As he was going, his servants met him and said, Your son lives! That's what he had been repeating. Um, he inquired of them the hour when he got better, and they said, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew it was at the same time in which Jesus said, Your son lives. The Muslims are called people of the book. That's kind of, um, one time there was, a, there was a Christian track put out and they described Christians as people of the book and we're like, no, 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 you can't, that, that, that's what the Muslims are described as. You know, we're not doing, why, why even though I mean, we hold to the word and the word is so very important, but we don't call ourselves the people of the book. How do we get to be children of God? What now? We believe in the promise. Um, if you're going to describe us, be more specific. You call us Christians, not Bookians, Christians. Why? Yeah, we're people united not with a book. I mean, a book is just an instruction. I mean, but we do have a book that teaches us, but we're united with Christ. We've had a person who, who in the person of God became human flesh and suffered and died. And we, we, yeah, that's who we have. Uh, we're those who are united with Jesus Christ. We believe in Jesus Christ. That's where you would describe us as. And so um, here we have... Uh, this man who trusted in Jesus. And so when he comes back, he says, that's when, and he points back to when Jesus said those words. But the importance is that it comes from God. It is his words. Not just any words, but his words. And you don't have to come. <laughs> exactly. And so you're right. You, you actually have almost the exact opposite. I and mean, yet you have faith being strengthened or taught by this. Um, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a perfect example of, um, well, why do, why do I have sickness and someone else doesn't? I, God's using both of those to strengthen faith, and he's doing it in his own way. So we see in this text, we see God strengthening faith. We see God moving things along, using uh, the, uh, the incident that is going on. Verse 53 says, and he himself believed. Got the belief again. The third, ah, and he believed. Um, and his whole household. You might remember James. Um, you know, sometimes James gets a bad rap just because he's been misused. But James says, you know, that faith without works is dead. Um, he's not talking about salvation, but he's saying that where there is faith, people will do good works. Faith is always active. 
it's always active. If it's not active, it's a dead faith, which means it's no faith at all. What's going on? Our faith is always going to be, God wants it to be strengthened and to grow, but it's always going to be active. Um, and we need to make sure that we are feeding it, we're going to hear that we're hearing God's word, that we don't go, well, it doesn't matter, I'll just be a Christian as I can do, oh, I don't have to confess my faith here, or I can uh, uh, break the law here, or I can do that. No, no, no. God's wanting to, and he's always act, working with our faith, um, desiring it to be active. Here we have a, a faith that not only led him there, but also one then spoke to the household and converted them concerning what your, you know, why did God put us here? That we too, having been saved, might help in saving our neighbor and speak to others. So that, that is our, uh, our purpose. Uh, John describes this as the second sign Jesus did when he came out of Judea into Galilee. A sign points to who he is. We need to, by this, uh, recognize that God is, that Jesus is the Messiah true God come to save us. Comments, questions? Brian? And there, you know, every commentator exactly kind of goes, wait a minute. Um, yeah, and maybe there was even, a, you know, more of a connection. We have no idea. But, but, you know, every time the scripture mentions a connection like that, you know, is it just a general connection or was, is it actually a specific like... How did he get this? Right, right. Now, I have a good exegetical question. Oh. Woo. From the end of verse 50, verse 51, yep. 52, 53, down to where it says, and he himself believed. Is that an interjection? Yeah. The rest of that is just description about what was going on. But there's no question there that he had faith when he got there and he has faith when he left. Right. So is this John's yeah. interjection stuck? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is no faith. There 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 is no doubt that there is that that there's faith. Good point, good point. Questions? Let's go to our prayers. Um, we have to recite word by word. We'll do the Ten Commandments. Thank you, Colton. Apostles' Creed. Tom? Lord's Prayer? Need some help. Karn? Baptism? Pastor, confession, absolution, Mark, and sacrament of the altar. Sadie, please stand. The Ten Commandments teach what we are to do.
You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. The Apostles' Creed teaches what God does and gives. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord's Prayer teaches how we should pray. There is nothing so necessary as to constantly call upon the divine name, invoking and begging God to grant us faith and the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments, to preserve and increase Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Holy baptism brings us into the Christian community. Christian baptism, water connected with the word, is truly God's own work received by faith that it might that it might impart salvation and comfort us in affliction. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Confession and absolution is the voice of the gospel. It is the proper use of the gospel to believe the absolution of our sins and be assured that they are forgiven us without any merit of our own through Christ, and that when we believe the words of absolution, we are surely reconciled to God as if we heard a voice from him. 
The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The sacrament of the altar is food for the soul. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, and sub me. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, we implore you to keep your household, the church, in continual godliness, that through your protection she may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve you in good works. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We ask, dear Lord, that you would strengthen our faith uh, by means of your word, uh, that in all things we might commend unto you our body and soul. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.